maybe this is not true for all parents. My parents don't see me as a parent. They see me as their child. You are listening to Relationship Renegade, and I am Dr. Jameson Garcia. Relationship Renegade, if you guys don't already know, it's the former, former couples council. Those episodes are still there if you're looking for that. But what we're now doing is not just talking romantic relationships, but we are looking at non-romantic. Some would say platonic, but I like to say familial relationships, all the other relationships that we're in that we don't think count as real relationships. A lot of people say things like, well, I'm not married, I'm not dating anyone, so therefore I'm not in a relationship. Well, listen, that's not true. You're in many relationships, several at the same time. Not that you're cheating on anybody, but the fact of the matter is we're always in relation. So thank you guys for joining me today. Um, thank you for crossing over and uh, staying with us as we go from the Couples Council to Relationship Renegade. Today, we're going to be focusing on a relationship that we all experience, but some of us have a unique twist. So I'm talking about the relationships with our mothers. Yeah, those relationships. And To help me have this conversation, because obviously I couldn't do it myself, is a good friend of mine. Uh, Her name is Destiny Wood. How you doing, Destiny? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. She is uniquely qualified uh, to have this conversation. Wouldn't you agree? You could say that, yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) So you can tell by the title of this uh, episode... um, two mamas, one baby, the relationship that a daughter has when she becomes a mother with her mother, right? That changes. Now you're a, you're a counselor yourself, right? Right. I'm a licensed clinical social worker. Um, I am also the single, a single mom of one amazing daughter who she is 17 months old now. 17 months. Yeah, those are my two main roles. (laughs) Okay, nice. You, when you had your baby, you were living away from home. Correct. Okay, so let's talk about that, right? Because for a lot of people, it starts, it starts differently, but you were living away from home when you found out you were going to be a mom. Yeah, so I was living about three hours away from my parents, um, very minimal support in the town I was in. I moved there and my younger brother actually lived with me for a while, but whenever I got pregnant, things didn't go great between us. Um, <laughs> so he went back to, to Jacksonville where we're from and I stayed down there. Um, I ended up living with a family friend towards the end of my pregnancy and I was actually living there when I delivered. Okay. 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 So yeah, some support. Now, mm-hmm. were you encouraged or invited to come home while you were pregnant? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. Yes. And and you chose not to because 
Well, I really enjoyed where I was living. I enjoyed the work I was doing down there. Um, at the time, I was doing play therapy with children. And I was working towards um, opening my or starting my own practice. Um, but I didn't want to come home because the climate at home is not exactly the most healthy. Okay. <laughs> so I was kind of concerned about, you know, passing on some of those things to, you, to, to my your, daughter. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And so when you did finally decide that you were going to go home, walk us through that thought process. Oh, that was a really, really tough decision. Um, mm. After I gave birth, I definitely was experiencing some postpartum anxiety. Okay. And I realized I was not ready to go back to work um, after the 12 weeks that, you know, people typically take. So I decided mm -hmm. that in order for me to stay with my baby, I'd have to move home with my parents. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, because they would provide the support. The, the, yeah, some support, yes. <laughs> some support? <laughs> some support, yes. Okay. And so while, when you're making this decision, the relationship that you have with your mom um, what, how would you classify that? Um, we have had a very strange relationship my whole life. Okay. And so here you are, a new mom, and realizing that you're going to go and live with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I can almost just feel the tension and anxiety. This is almost two years later now. Oh, yeah. It's still to this day is pretty thick at times. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, when, and so I'm, I'm thinking about this when my wife, when we conceived and she's pregnant, because we stayed with my mom for a little bit and I watched her interact with my mom. Okay. So that's slightly different. Well, not even slightly. That's, different i'm on the outside looking in um but when you are a mom and you decide to go live with your mom or you find yourselves living with your mom um for those of us who don't know well for me because i don't know you know what is um the thought process right even separate from whatever issues that one may have what what are you what's going through your head so I think for me and for probably is true for most women when they become mothers, we have this innate desire to want to be with our moms, whether it's through the labor process or the pregnancy. It's something that you think that you'll bond with your mom over. Mm. Um, and in some ways I did for sure. My mom was there through my labor and was actually the most supportive. I think I could have ever imagined from her and it was amazing. Um, and then after I gave birth, she, commute back and forth um, every weekend, every other weekend to try to help support me with, you know, take care of my daughter since I was mostly alone. Um, I think some of the tension began to rise again whenever I would have, like, my anxiety started to set in and I would worry about all these things and she would just, she, just her nature is not to be that compassionate, um, reassuring, supportive parent emotionally. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so when my anxiety set in, she's like, it's fine, it's fine, you know, so that was kind of tough for me. So making that decision to come home 
I had to like weigh the options between, am I going to be happy here? Am I going to be able to provide my daughter with the things I want to give her when I'm not getting those things myself? But to answer your question, I think it's just that desire of wanting your mom to be there for you. I think that was like the final pull for me. And the thought process was just to okay, I'm just going to go home and be with my mommy. <laughs> ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. You talked about some of your anxiety started creeping up. Well, these were anxieties and worries about what specifically? Um, so I had a lot of intrusive thoughts after my daughter was born about dropping her or her falling or choking or dying, like all these crazy intrusive thoughts. Um, just anxiety around her health, her wellness. Is she eating enough? Am I changing her diaper enough? Whenever she was very young, um, she had mm. a, de- a dairy allergy that I didn't know about. Okay. So she was constantly throwing up because I was still eating dairy. Um, so she was getting it through my breast milk. So like I was, cu- you know, you go on Google at four o'clock in the morning with no sleep oh, and your man. baby's dying. <laughs> so, <laughs> so those types of things. <laughs> was generally around her, her health and her wellness and me not knowing what the heck I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. I've never raised a child. So. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. And so your mom being one who's raised two kids, she, two of her own, my, um, she helped raise my older brother, which is my dad's son. And then mm-hmm. she also helped raise her siblings, her nieces, her like okay. tons of childcare experience. <laughs> so she's been around the block a few times in terms of. For sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I guess looking back, we can see why she was not as concerned. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. But that did, that doesn't help though, does it? It did not. It made me more upset at times. Like um, I can think of one instance where my daughter was like, looked like she was turning blue. Mm -hmm. And this was like two o'clock in the morning. I was sleep deprived. (laughs) She woke up to nurse. Nothing good happens at at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, never. (laughs) So I'm just looking at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is wrong? Is she breathing? I'm like counting her respirations. I wake my mom up and my mom obviously, you know, she was sleeping. She's like, she's fine. I'm like, I think I should take her to the hospital. And she's like, she's fine. Go to sleep. And I just, I was like, so angry. I was like, how can you tell me she's fine? She's not the same color as normal. Wow. Yeah, it was, yeah. And my mom just went back to bed and she was like, no, I'm not dealing with this right now. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you needed some kind of support and reassurance and your mom was just not the one. Not all the yeah not, not usually no not usually okay okay and then you make the decision to uh, move in with her mm-hmm. okay and so um and i'm putting words in your mouth but there goes your independence there goes that autonomy oh yeah yeah oh yeah i think whenever you move home as a as a parent into your parents home they i don't feel like maybe this is not true for all parents my parents don't see me as a parent. They see me as their child. Mm. So it kind of stripped me from independence and autonomy and parenting at times. (laughs) So, so, but, so they saw you as their child, uh, as a child. Mm -hmm. Did you respond as a child? Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I won't lie. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, at times, yeah, for sure. I think 
just being back in this house that I was raised in with some of the same conflicts that have never been resolved, it kind of put me back in that same teenage mentality where I'm going to fight for what I believe in and I'm going to do it loud and (laughs) not effective at all. And it's interesting you mentioned that because lots of people, when I talk to people, because you're not the first, not the last or only adult to go home, um, no matter how brief, they say something similar about just kind of reverting back to, you know, being 12. Yeah. I just, I just, I just find that very interesting that that happens. I mean, we, there are dynamics that create it, but no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter how old you are, you know, 50 and 60 year olds, when they move into their parents to some degree, it's the same thing. I can, I can see that for sure. That was definitely not all the time. Was it my experience? But in the beginning, more Mm -hmm. often than not, for sure, I would I would kind of fall back into those teenage thought processes and try to fight back in that way. Yeah, yeah. And so, tell me about the that motherhood relationship specifically, right? So now you're a new mom. Mom, your mother's a grandmother. Um, were there any specific areas around which you guys bumped heads or joined together? You know, it, it doesn't always have to be conflict. Um, a lot more headbutting, I would say for sure. Mm, okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I think just pretty much, I, I get the impression sometimes that because my the way I want to parent my daughter is so different from the way that we were parented. I get the impression that my parents feel like I'm judging them. Mm. And in some ways I probably am um, without intending to, but it definitely does come across that way sometimes. So just some examples of that are we did baby led weaning with my daughter, whereas my mom was spoon feeding us. So I think one of the issues with that was, my daughter um, never took a bottle. She never wanted the bottle at all. So my, you, said, you said baby led weaning? Right. Okay, so you're going to have to school me on that. <laughs> okay, so Maybe I'm the only one. I don't know, but I... No, no. <laughs> tell, tell, okay, so baby, what is that? Baby led weaning is when you allow the, the, the baby, when they start eating, to start with solid foods, like not purees. Um, so what, we, what I did was I would steam her vegetables really, really well done, and I would just let her pick them up and put them in her mouth instead of starting with purees or, you know, soft, mushy foods, the idea behind it is that they'll be less picky later on. And it's easier because she can essentially eat what I'm eating. I don't Mm -hmm. have to have special meals for her. Um, So that was one thing that I did differently. And I think the issue with that particular example is that for my family, feeding is showing love. So they never had a chance to feed my daughter because she never took the bottle and then we didn't do spoon feeding. So I think in some ways that might have hurt them because they couldn't show their love in that way. Uh, That is, you know what? That is interesting. Uh, It was a big, it was a big thing. (laughs) That is, And, you know, that's very interesting because one, I just learned something about, so baby led weaning. So baby is in charge, baby's exactly ah okay baby yeah, she led gets to weaning. decide how much she eats she gets to decide if she wants to eat it's not being you know put in her mouth she right right and yeah. and you know 
your parents are from a generation where babies don't lead anything. Exactly. And, and, and you new age mamas are just, you know, doing it. Free range. Um, yeah. Free range babies everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then with the, so food, so you meant you said food is how your fam- your family shows love, but around the world, mealtime is where much of the bonding happens. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, no, I can see how they might be a little bummed out by that. Yeah, there were even just breastfeeding in general, no one else in my family besides I have one cousin breastfed at all on either side. So even that alone kind of caused some conflict. They're like, well, just give her a bottle or we want to give her a bottle or, you know, whatever. So that was kind of a difficult thing to navigate as far as, you know, some of the headbutting early on. Did your mom, so you said maybe you judged her. Would you say she also judged you? Was it reciprocal or? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, there would, there would be little, you know, snide remarks made here or there about my natural ways of doing things. Like I wouldn't give her Tylenol when she started teething. Um, so she'd be like, well, she'd sleep if you'd give her Tylenol. <laughs> and okay. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay. But then you saw, you know, so, you know, just little things like that. Um, yeah, it was definitely reciprocal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so, and here you are a new mom and you're dealing with adjusting to be a new mom and then adjusting or dealing with all those other things from, I guess, this old family stuff. Yeah. Did you get to a point where you wanted to just go, like, leave? Um, yes. And I would have <laughs> had I not been in such a financial um, disaster of a state. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for, you know, I, I thought about it. And then I was like, well, then I'd have to go back to work. And I'm not ready for that yet either. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I stayed, not by choice, but. Well, I mean, it's not entirely not by choice. choice. Right, absolutely. Not by first choice. Okay, okay. Process of elimination. Right, right, (laughs) right. And and, I mean, I guess it's just a continuation of that, right? You know, we Mm -hmm. weigh what we want and what we're willing to risk. Exactly. Where do the the benefits outweigh the risks? And being home with my daughter in the early days was definitely the most amazing experience I could have had. So I do not in any way regret my decision. And nor should you, nor should you. It won't change anything anyways. Mm -mm. Um, So in becoming a mom, what do you um, now know or understand about your mom that you did not before? I have such a different respect for her now. Um, The fact that mothers do so little for themselves in general Mm. is so amazing to me. And I've always known that, but being in the, in the brunt of it, I realized like my mom did not get, she, my dad was home with her. So she had some help, but not as much as she probably would have liked. 
Um, but just seeing like all of this frustration and anger that she has is because she never had time to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And she was a young mother. She had me at 20 and then she had my brother four years later. And my dad already had a seven year old when I was born. So it was a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. So just like, I respect, she did an incredible, like looking back, knowing now what it's like to be a mom, she did the most amazing job. I have so much respect for her. Like I couldn't imagine her doing anything differently or better, even though like growing up, I've always judged it. And I've always Mm -hmm. been like, Oh, well she didn't do this well, or she doesn't do that right. Or, you know, but like looking back, I'm like, wow, because I, there's no way I could have been a mom at 20. There's no way. And for her to raise three kids by the time she was 24, like that's insane to me. So this is you and what you've learned about your mom. Have you guys been able to communicate about that? Talk about that? A little bit. I've definitely told her that I appreciate her on a whole different level and respect her so much more now. I don't think she believes it because I maybe Mm. don't always do the best job of, you know, showing her okay um (laughs) but we have talked about it a little bit she's not the the talkative type so we don't really talk about feelings a lot um (laughs) okay is there anything that you would do or have done like your mom or do you just mom completely different i'm pretty content with my parenting choices um not to say that theirs are wrong or bad. I just feel like I'm more informed. Mm-hmm. And because my background is in infant mental health and perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, I know like all these, which sometimes hurts, <laughs> but I know all the things that you're supposed to do right. Or, you know, I, I just have more information to, to give my daughter a better bond and attachment and not expose her to some of the things that I was exposed to possibly growing up. And to add on to that, I have so much less stress than my 20 year old parents did when they had us, you know? Mm. So I think that definitely helps. Um, As far as similar to her, I think I really love how my mom plays with my daughter. She, when she's playing with her, which I didn't realize at first, um, but she's very educational without maybe even realizing she's doing it. Really? yeah. So my daughters, like a lot of times will come and I'll see her saying some new words or pointing to an animal or making a noise. And I'm like, how did you learn that? And I'll be like, oh, I bet it was my mom. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that. So I try to do those types of things when I notice them, like, or not reciprocate, but um, uh, copy those. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Copy, copy your mom. Those oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So, you know, whenever I've spoken to, and I can't say all women and moms, but there is this idea that it's only contentious between new moms and their mothers. And and again, I'm not qualified to speak on that, but how true would you say that is? I think... Honestly, I've learned so much from tons of moms and I can respect so many moms for what they're doing. And sometimes even if I'm working with a client and I see something that they're doing with their kids that looks like it's really beneficial, I'll pick those things up. Um, 
I can't speak to everyone, but I just, I, before I became a mom, I had such a respect for mothers and I wanted to be part of the cool mom club because it just seemed like this thing that was so incredible and amazing. Mm. So I don't know. I think, (laughs) I don't think it's just something that we have with our mothers. I think it could be something, something with other mothers too. Um, there's also the downside of that, the judging and the snarling and the comments. And so it's really, that's a tough one. Yeah. Cause I know in some cultures, I'll just speak in my culture in general. Uh, so Caribbean, Haitian, um, a lot of the judging and snarling, like you say, is designed to motivate, believe it or not. Oh, I mean, it definitely is a motivator. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think what I'm realizing is people are motivating how they know best. Okay. May not always be helpful, but that's just what they know (laughs) to do. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see, um, I can see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. So some of those issues that you've had with your mom prior to motherhood or growing up, would you say that becoming a mom, um, they were resolved in your motherhood or as a result of, or are they just no longer relevant? Oh, no, there's still little torches in there. Um, mm. I, when I got pregnant, because like I said, I, uh, my background's in perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. And so one risk factor for postpartum depression or anxiety is having a conflictual relationship with your mother. Wow. So like, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I'm like going crazy, like Uh-oh. trying to figure out <laughs> you're gonna get it, what, is what you're how saying. do I fix this? How do I not get this? <laughs> yeah. So, um, I started therapy when I was pregnant. I had a hard time finding a therapist that I could relate to um, and the way that I needed to at the time. So mm. I did a lot of self-work. So, so one that you could relate to um, specifically around the, what, pre-postpartum or what yeah. exactly? So whenever the location I was living in was, is a very small, was a small town. Um, there mm. weren't a lot of specialty clinicians and I was on Medicaid. So my options were very limited. Um, So I tried a few therapists that accepted my insurance and they either didn't have the specialty or they just weren't the type of therapist. I mean, I think they were more solution focused and I was more wanting to talk about my past and Mm -hmm. kind of process through old emotion. Right. Exactly. Okay. Um, But when I moved to Jacksonville, I found someone who was amazing for me and has helped me process through a lot. But like I said, while I was pregnant, I did a lot of self-work, um, journaling and nice. reading up on the topics. Nice. But there's still, there's still, I mean, I still wish that I had the loving, nurturing, emotional mom that mm-hmm. I could talk to my, you know, talk about my feelings with. I wish I had that. I don't. And I accept her for who she is and I love her for who she is. But part of me, the little girl in me still wishes I could be like, mom, I'm sad. (laughs) Let's talk about it, you know. Yeah. Lots of people wish they had a nurturing parent. Yeah. And what I've learned um, 
again, not pregnant, not a mom, but just as a child and now grown up is that a lot of our parents, and when I say our parents, I'm talking about like this generation, right? So if you're between, I don't know, 25 and 40, Mm -hmm. you know, your kid, your parents were busy feeding you and keeping the roof from caving in. (laughs) Yeah. So there wasn't much time to be hugging and kissing you and, right you know um okay so i understand that and it sounds like in your mother your your motherhood journey you've you've realized a lot of those things absolutely yeah um just the fact that they did keep a roof over our head we what is the term we never wanted for anything Mm. that's what that's what you never wanted for anything they're right we didn't we always had a you know, kitchen full of food and clothes on our backs. And, you know, we never wanted for anything. We had the toys, we wanted the bikes. Mm. So for sure, I think looking back now, I I was a lot more privileged than I realized in the moment. Good. Good. And I see now how hard it is to keep those clothes as, mm. you know, a single parent, keep the clothes on her back and, you know, also take care of the emotional needs. It's exhausting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah yeah kudos to your mom and and mom's everywhere and mom's Absolutely. everywhere um yeah it, it's one of those thankless jobs you know yeah very thankless <laughs> yeah yeah so um before we wrap it up any any last tidbits any nuggets anything you want to offer um i think I would just say for any moms who are listening to try to find some way to connect with your mom. If you can, if you have that opportunity, because even if you have a strange relationship with her, there's something you can learn. She Mm. made you the amazing mother that you are. So there has to be something you can connect with her over. Just got to find it. Yeah. It's there. You might have to dig, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, I, again, I don't know what that's like, but in my older years, I find that I joke more with my mother and, you know, we have some similar interests and that's creepy because you know? <laughs> I'd never expect it. Right. Yeah. I never, like before I got pregnant, I'm telling you, like becoming a mom myself really does help me understand my mom so much more. And I just, I never, never would have guessed like this is what she went through Mm. wow okay well listen destiny thank you thank you for coming on relationship renegades to shed some light on that mama motherhood uh, that dynamic where there's two moms and a baby um and i'm sure a lot of people are trying to make sense of that and uh you've helped them um, in more ways than you probably can imagine. Oh, well, thank um, you so much. Yeah, if people would like to um, connect with you or follow up with some of the work you're doing around perimental, peri-infant, uh, around infant mental health, and what's the other one? Perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Yeah. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, and I realize I'm trying to combine them, and I'm like, <laughs> let her say it. They're kind they kind of can go hand in hand, but yeah. Um, so I have a website, it's joyouscounseling.com. 
And um, I'm on Instagram at Joyous Counseling. J-O-Y-O-U-S. Okay. Well, folks, there you have it. If you got some issues with your mamas, reach out to Destiny. She'll fix them. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was great having you. It was great catching up with you. Um, Same to you. Thank you. No, it's an honor. It's a pleasure. Um, and this is what we strive to do. Tackle some of these relationships, uh, peel them back some, um, and just see what's there, you know? Um, because trust me, there's a lot. So thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and letting me share my story. I appreciate it so much. No, always enjoy catching up with you. Likewise. Thank, yeah. I, you and I will talk soon. You take care now. You too. Bye. So ladies and gentlemen, that was my good friend, good friend, Destiny. And actually when we uh, stopped recording, we were chit-chatting a bit and she says, you know, I, I don't know if you remember this, but uh, my mom's name is Joy. And I was like, really? Your kid? She goes, no. I said, so you named your business after your mom. And whether she did it intentionally, I suspect she did it intentionally, but it also works. And so for those of you going around beefing with your moms, don't be surprised if you end up commemorating your work or your life to their memory. If you enjoyed that episode, if you got something from it, let me know. Let Destiny know, okay? Um, if you got some crazy stories of your own dealing with your mom when you became a mom, we want to know. Okay, hit me up, Dr. Jameson Mercier on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, leave a review. Review the podcast. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, we will let you know what we think of your comment. No, just kidding. Just kidding. But um, thank you guys for, for the support. Thank you for uh, riding with us, for rolling with us. And uh, I have to say, it means a lot. When you come back or between episodes, let your friends know. Let your peoples know. Uh, bring them with you next time. Uh, be sure to check out our weekend edition. Okay, that's on and popping. A slightly different uh, feel on the podcast, but uh, it's all good. It's all good information. Thank you again for joining us. And uh, we look forward to catching you guys for another episode, another chat here, right, right here on Relationship Renegades. Bye now. <laughs>